Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Look for new highs at the open, including the Dow's first record high in about four months as trade optimism reigns despite some turbulent corporate headlines today. Some stock downgrades. Europe is up 10-year 176. Our roadmap begins with a shakeup at McDonald's. Uh, Firing CEO Steve Easterbrook for violating policy over a relationship with an employee. Plus, shares of Under Armour are under a lot of pressure this morning. The athletic apparel company confirming a federal probe of its accounting practices. And Wall Street's record rally on the heels of both the S&P and Nasdaq. The Dow is on track for new highs at the open. We'll start, though, with that stunning news from McDonald's. The company has fired CEO Steve Easterbrook after he spent more than four and a half years on the job. McDonald's says he violated company policy by having a consensual relationship with an employee. The new CEO is Chris Kempsinski, who was president of McDonald's USA. In an email to employees, Easterbrook admitted the relationship violated policy, saying, quote, this was a mistake. Given the values of the company, I agree with the board that it is time for me to move on. Already today, Jim, uh, at least one downgrade. Piper goes to neutral, says uh, changes of this magnitude tend to be disruptive. Well, look, I think that that's why the, you know, I hate to say this, but the stock was down badly on Friday. I'd really like to know a little more about when and, and uh, how long they've known this. I mean, this is one where it's pretty obvious that the stock has been under a lot of pressure. Some of it was because of Wendy's breakfast. Some was because of missed domestically. And some of it is, I believe, because of this. Don't know for sure. Uh, the new CEO does have good technology exposure, which is something that you need. Uh, probably has the franchisees love uh, domestically. Uh, but there are so many questions here in terms of what they're – the company's under attack from Wendy's for breakfast. The company's under attack by Impossible Burger and Burger King. They, they dropped the Morningstar uh, Burger. Uh, the company is, I think, uh, very challenged on a lot of issues involving uh, loyalty. They don't have that. Delivery, who knows where they really are. They've got that ecumenical delivery approach. Uh, they sh- he should be on right here, right now. Chris, the, yeah. the news. The news oh, yeah. I mean, that's just silly to not come on right now. Yeah, I, think it's I mean, look, I'm, you know, he's afraid of us. Look, I, Chris, just call in. I'm not, I'm not going to ask about what the hell Easterbrook did. Well, I just want to know what you're going to do. Uh, it's probably just a matter of time, we hope. Uh, what, if, uh, what if the dollar breaks here, Jim? What if the dollar breaks and all of a sudden they're a completely new international balance sheet? Right. I mean, then can we have more faith in two hundred dollar targets? Well, look, I think if you'd come out and talked, I think that you would feel great because I think that what happens is when you have one of these incidences. And of course, I, these are, are unplanned allergies, so to speak. Uh, but you have a successor as opposed to Intel uh, where you had that with Krasanich. I think you have a, a, a coherent story to tell. I mean, right now, all you'd you be thinking about is, are they in disarray? I don't think they are in disarray. I do think that Easterbrook was loved. Eastbrook was loved in the media, too. All day breakfast. It's interesting as well from a governance perspective and the changing um, regulations. I don't know, uh, you know, that a board is, is now right. obviously going to adhere to in terms of employee behavior, right. regardless of where it is. It brings to mind, of course, Brian Krasanich's exit right. at Intel um, not that long ago. Another consensual that had happened in the past, but once right. they learned about it, he had to go. No, he had to go. Uh, and yeah. in this case, obviously, Mr. Eastbrook agreeing that he made a Martin Nance just said, uh, at Lamb Research. Of course, the stock thing goes up 100%. Right. Uh, and, you know, listen, Intel, it took a while. Bob Swan, you know, interim, right. then permanent. Right. It does take, it can take some time, particularly given these are CEOs who conceivably would have been in place for a long right. period of time. Right. And Mr. Eastbrook is, what, 52 years old? 
It's a young I man. know. I mean, there were some chatter. It was time to move on. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's got his great stocks up 100%. You know, the decision to throw your life away is not done idly. I suppose not. Right? It's, I mean, in a uh, world where we know it's the, oldest, what's, it's the oldest story look, in the book, man. But, you know, the world's changed. I mean, you, you know, memo to CEOs is not the way it was. Not, it should never have been the way it was, but it doesn't matter if it's consensual or not. You're the boss. You know, yeah. it becomes consensual if you're the boss. Which means no one. No one. That's it. Everybody right. is off limits. Well, so look is elsewhere. Is that so damn hard? <laughs> Sorry, darn hard. Elsewhere. Well, listen, you're, you're, the, you're working you're really hard. Make- you're probably only with colleagues, but you got to really make an effort. Well, Your friends set it, you up, whatever, you know. There's a lot of dating services. Go beyond sex. Go to I mean, beyond meat. Go to, go, yeah. to, go to whatever it is. I don't know. CEO dating site. Maybe. I don't know what to do. It's, look, that's irrelevant. What matters is... It is. What but, matters but is... It's not as though this won't happen again, conceivably. Well, yeah, but like, how about the fact that the earnings may be under pressure? We don't know. All right, Wait, back to I, the do you, I mean, you bring up Swan. Do we really believe that disruptive CEO succession results in t- turmoil, operational turmoil? No, no. And McDonald's is a place that had a bunch of CEOs and... And that well, did hurt the Some have team. died on the job. Right. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's has a bench. Some real McDonald's has a bench. But you know, look, this guy's not been there that long. He's a package, you know, consumer packaged goods guy. Uh, I, look, I think that this is a company that where the stock has to be bought if it gets too hard. Really, way, way uh, discounting the, the 20,000 people that Wendy's is hiring. Uh, there is, they, why did they do a test in some province of Canada on Beyond Meat? And impossible burgers rolled out. And by the way, let's understand: these are not these are not vegan and vegetarian. These are people who just don't want the they like the food chain to be changed. Hey, by the way, Easterbrook did that too. He did free range chicken, fresh beef. There were a lot. The guy had a million initiatives going at once. He was so hard charging. And when you ever spoke to him, you know, I remember speaking to him once. I said, "What's the difference with you?" He says, "I got Mojo." So Mojo, Mojo per share. Look, always, you got mojo per share. He loved that. Said, yeah, I got mojo per share. He adopted it. Well, there's mojo the, per share. There's the McDonald's story, and then there's Under Armour. Uh, beat with the quarterly results, cuts the full year guide on revenue alone, but the stock is getting hit as the company does acknowledge. It's been cooperating with the SEC and DOJ in a probe of its accounting practices. All of that coming as Kevin Plank is set to step down as CEO in January. Uh, yeah. Jim, you said something on Twitter about how this now makes sense, how everything at Under well, Armour makes sense. Stock's been under a lot of pressure. Uh, quarter wasn't great, but the stock was acting really doggy. Now, I'll tell you, here's an interesting thing um, that they'll deny completely because that's what people do. The fact that they didn't uh, reveal this earlier is At frank. All. I mean, they only, we well, should mention, commented on it as a result, it would seem, of the journal's yeah, story. Right. It's not in their earnings release. Well, that's great. The Justice Department's crawling all over their office. And they don't release it until today? What, do you think that's some sort of, hey, you know what, that's a disclosable event that immediately? Does come up sometimes in these things. But it was disclosable so is, immediately. what should be disclosed and not. Well, the it's stock's not the been first getting time hit. we had a company not disclose a, uh, some sort of an investigation, informal or otherwise, by the SEC. I'm calling it illegal, I'm calling it unethical, and I'm talking, calling about just disgraceful. Okay. Disgraceful that you have the Justice Department in there and you don't disclose it. You should be immediately issuing release saying we are in trouble on revenue recognition and we intend to address it. Uh, it, It's a disgrace. And I really think that people were buying that stock on Friday and people were selling and we didn't know about it. I mean, come on, address these. Now, they'll have some lawyer and some PR firm who will be out there saying I'm wrong. I happen to have, unfortunately, a revenue recognition issue. We had it at the street. 
you, what you immediately do is you say, okay, you shine a light on it. We got a revenue recognition issue. You throw everybody under the bus. Unfortunately, that's the way the SEC wants it. But you disclose it first. You get out ahead of it. So they may say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you, I had the best lawyers in the world. And what the lawyer said is, it's time to fall on your sword, Mr. Kramer. You let everyone in the world know that you did this. And perhaps a year from now, it will be over. Well, it took about 18 months, and the SEC put out a release that said that we were guilty, and then they realized that we weren't, so they put out a release soon after saying, hey, we didn't find any guilt, thank you, SEC. But this is a disgrace. And having been involved with one of these, I know exactly what they're supposed to do. And what they did is wrong. Now, I want their lawyers to come on and do the usual fibbing that I see, which say, you know what, we didn't need to do anything. So at least let's get, get that over with. Have they changed the CEO? Why did they change the CEO? What was that about? We don't know. I mean, he is executive chairman, but you're right. I like Kevin, but that's completely meaningless. It's about money, not about friends. But, you know, you don't do it this way. And everybody knows, so their lawyers should come on and explain, or someone should come on and explain how the Justice Department could be crawling all over their office, and people seeing these people, they're not the auditors. It's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm from the Justice Department. Shut up. That's what it's like when you're the Justice Department. Your complaint here is with the board, I assume. they have a board? Uh, they do. In they fact, have a board? Some of the, the board Who's includes, on that board? Uh, well, Mohammed Alarian, for one. Well, Mohammed Alarian, listen to me. You should be. You, you have the Justice Department in there. What are they doing when they're in there? Do you think they're just like saying, let's have, hey, let's have a, hey, I love those new sneakers. This is what Under Armour had to say in response to the journal story. At least that was according to, to the journal itself when they actually called and asked them about it. Yeah. Began responding July 2017. 2017. That's great. practices related to disclosures. They went on to say the company firmly believes uh, that uh, its accounting practices and disclosures were appropriate. But your point's a good one, Jim. You know, you never know what the decision-making tree is there. That who says no? We don't have to disclose this. It's not something yeah. investors want to know. It seems hard to imagine. I had Paul Weiss and Scad Norps, and they said, "You got to tell everybody." And I said, "But I didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong." He goes, "Okay, good. Tell everybody." Um, their company I mean, like, look, I mean, it's, it's a horrible thing. Right. To have a revenue recognition problem. See, because it can be criminal. But the SEC already referred it to justice. It'd be one thing. I would have disclosed it if I were there and the SEC had an issue. But justice? The Justice Department? Yeah, no, that's that's criminal. That's, that's, that, that's Yeah, that's called way. criminal. Yeah, remember. No, we... Yeah. That's, I mean, that, they made a mistake. Back to that with... Um, well, no, we didn't. I was thinking of disclosure when it came to Elon Musk and the SEC, but they decided, right. Yeah. Don't, you know, look, you get the Justice Twitter. Department in because the you know, key thing about the Justice Department, do not pick names out of phone book. OK, they don't say, mm, let's go after this company. I don't know. I mean, I thought this was just outrageous, just outrageous. And I'm waiting for their, their crisis PR firm to say, no, you see, it's fine. We had just we had Justice Department agents in there. But you know what? They were dressed. They looked like us. It doesn't matter. Were they wearing? What were they wearing? Under Armour clothes? Think they were in there wearing Under Armour clothes? You know, the, the net, the mesh, you know? I, I'm not a big, yeah, I know. No, I know the clothes. I mean, what, I is, your, what is your son wear? Is he wearing an armor? No, he's, you know, he's 17 now. He's okay, well, the Justice Department, let me give you a heads now. up. Justice Department doesn't wear Under Armour. <laughs> We're going to see um, the extent to which this is all addressed on the call, obviously, Under Armour. Uh, yeah, they ought to address it. It's yeah. a little more important than the, than the quarter.
All they say on the call so far, guys, is they've been fully cooperating with these immigrants oh. for nearly two and a half years. To this oh. effect, we began responding back in July 17. Feels so much better. To their request for documents and information, firmly believe, again, their accounting practices were appropriate. Um, and that's it. They said they're breaking from their typical policy of not discussing any <laughs> regulatory or litig- litigation matters in, in regarding the investigation by the SEC and the U.S. Department They're breaking because the press justice. found out about it. Yeah. Uh, David. David. Uh, David. The Justice Department, the press finds out. They issue a release that's like, hey, listen, we missed the quarter. The quarter? The quarter? Uh, they like the playoffs. They, they cut the revenue guide, but they do see earnings at the high end. Oh, good. Any idea yeah. how that's going to work? Well, I don't know. How do we know they? How do you know they are? Yeah. Uh, Given the fact that they had revenue recognition, can we just stipulate that maybe we should question their ability to beat beat the number? Let's have a restatement. Let's see what the now. What I wanted to see was the restatement would not affect the numbers. It did not affect the cat. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go down there and I'll explain the way it works because I like Kevin very much. He's a good guy. But there's a way to do this and there's a way not to do it. And they are textbook about how every major criminal law firm, white collar, tells you not to do it. What are they, who are they using? Who are they using? I'll find out. Yeah, will you find out? I'm working on my, it. My bet is that they're using it like they took a coin flip about who to use. This is crazy. It's Apparently, crazy. You know, it's not. It's fact-specific. It's fact-specific. Oh, it's not fiction-specific? No, my point is that it, that investigations what? occur, and it's a close call, but you don't always... Close you aren't call. obligated to disclose. Okay, then once again... You aren't obligated to disclose. Okay, once again, you're not obligated, but I'm talking about know, the, cause we've the way... we've before. The way you do it, if you're what I call a professional company, is you disclose because you cannot have Justice Department agents in there. Okay. Remember Tenet? They had them in there. I mean, come on. We spent a lot of time now talking about their failure to disclose. What about the impact of if we don't even know if it's why don't true? They, why don't they release? What find. Why don't they say? They've listen, been in there for over two years. We've done a preliminary, and it does not affect. They should immediately say it does not affect our cash position. It's just a restatement. It's a shift from quarter to quarter. There, that's fine. You give us that. I know Kevin's list. Kevin, I'm really sorry that I'm being so harsh, but this is the way it goes. Well, he's on the call right now, so. Uh, he's got he's, not, he's, he's jammed. He's jammed. He's a really good guy. This is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's and Under Armour, too, as David says, stock-specific stories. Although we'll get to the record highs we expected the open here. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. We do have some downgrades of McDonald's, Verizon, Harley, Papa John's, and some others. Uh, more Squawk on the Street. Straight ahead. First mad dash of the week, because it is Monday. But we're going to talk a little GE, which had a good week last week. Yes, it did. Now, I felt that there might be profit-taking. It could fall below 10. But Barclays comes out and says, listen, healthcare, very good. Aviation, very good. Starting to get the most important thing. This is really interesting. When you have a story that says no nasty surprises from legacy liabilities, then you can start thinking, you know what? Maybe Larry Culp's further along than we think. We know 2019, he said, was a restructuring year. He he did say that 2020 could be good. So you're disregarding TUSA. You don't care about him anymore? I think TUSA's, TUSA's right about Honeywell. What does that mean? He likes Honeywell. So 
So he's wrong on Jeep. Uh, well, David, as you said, he had his chance, right? Yeah. He had his chance. Yeah. And right there was when he should have upgraded it. Now he's stuck. Captain Ahab is stuck, right? Because that's how I regard him. Because you just shouldn't bet against Colt. It was a nice move. You won. Declare victory and move on, David. And he didn't. We're and talking about the J.P. Morgan analyst, of course, who has been who is a re- uh, yeah. I don't joke around. He's a really good analyst. He told Rigorous. you told you to get out of 3M. Told you to get out of this. Yeah, you, know, you could argue. Listen, even if he upgrades it tomorrow, it would be a good call. Tucson point Tusa is, is that really every good. other analyst put together doesn't amount to one Tusa, do, do they? No, Tusa in is terms of the influence. And a, well, let's put it this way: Colt takes Tusa really but seriously. You're right. This was the chance. But you know, here's what I think is what he did wrong. Colt first. One of the first things he does is call Tusa. And says, listen, what do you think I should do? He then goes with the Tusa game plan. So why not go hold if you got the Tusa game plan? I mean, Tusa's that powerful that Culp, the CEO, said, listen, I want to know what to do. What do you think? In the meantime, free cash flow getting better. Uh, I'm not as worried about long-term care because they've really done, they've scrubbed it very clean. The only thing I really worry about, David, is will the, will the Boeing max, will the assembly line be full? Right. And then you have just a reverberation that actually knocks down the GDP. Yeah. So we're all watching Boeing. All and right. so, so is Larry Cole. And we're watching GE this morning as well, which, again, had, did have some momentum last week. we got an opening bell coming up about 10 minutes from now. Stick around. A lot more squawk on the street. Look for new highs at the open, and that includes the Dow this time for the first time in about four months. Futures up about 140 here. Opening bell in seven minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in just over four minutes. A very busy Monday morning. We talked about McDonald's and Under Armour. Trade is the other big story, as the uh, Commerce Secretary seems to signal at least a push into phase one. Goldman today saying we are shifting our view. We no longer believe tariffs will increase further. Yeah, well, that's important. I think what's interesting is that the president held out, did something very smart. He raised tariff, raised tariff, raised tariff. So then uh, if they can just get an abeyance on the December tariff, it looks like that the government, the PRC is willing to give in on serious uh, approvals for the bank stocks, which is why to be able to, to actually bank single-handedly and not with perhaps joint ventures. So J.P. Morgan's up and Citi's up strongly. Uh, 5G, we look like we may have given a little bit on Huawei, so all the 5G plays. Uh, there you have Corvo report a great number on Friday. you got Skyworks doing really well. Marvell upgraded by Wells Fargo. Uh, this is why Deere, I guess, has been up a lot. It looks like an ag buy. Uh, I know that the, um, that the, qu- the quality of tone has changed. They, there's just, where's the name calling? Not as much. And if it is there, it's sort of related to human rights in Hong Kong. And it's been via Pence. Yeah. Well, Would it you doesn't. Agree with that? Right. I mean, the president has really been very quiet about what's going on in Hong Kong. Pompeo, not as quiet. No, but, yeah. no. I mean, those guys are hardliners. But look, Wilbur Ross is different from uh, from Mnuchin and different from uh, Navarro. Uh, it, it, although he's a little more like Lighthouse. You do feel great about Wilbur Ross because we all know Wilbur Ross. You know, he's known on Wall Street. And uh, it seems like the president, once again, tweeting he loves the market here. 
He did say, spend your money well uh, as we uh, await the wealth new effect. highs at the open. Wealth effect. Uh, he, wants to, he suggested having the deal signing in Iowa because, of, because he said that it would be the largest order in history. For he learned farmers. not to sign it at the Doral. That's for certain. That's true. Doral's very nice. Stay at the Fountain Blue for the Super Bowl, but the Doral would be great. David, I don't know where you're staying. Eagles are probably going to go further than the Jets. Just one so man's really, view. Is it really necessary? Do you really no, find totally, that necessary? Totally gratuitous, actually. Yeah. To be a New York sports fan's hard enough without being reminded. No, I, you're absolutely arguments. right. It was, it was insulting. Thank you. Yes, it was. Uh, meanwhile, Jim, uh, Stiefel, who's been uh, cautious on the market today, says the next six months are going to favor cyclicals because... You got Fed with this quasi QE. Right. You got trade, softer, softer tone. Dollar is breaking its 200 day. Right. And seasonality is in our favor. Where was this call a few weeks ago? Well, he, they, the, to be fair, they made this, they sort of framed this on the 13th of October. Okay. All right. That's good because today. it is, it, the big run in this market has been in the cyclicals. Even the ones that did not report great numbers have been. The stocks have been on fire. Uh, even the ones that are deeply connected with Boeing are on fire. So uh, it is important to point out that Boeing is the linchpin for a lot of these companies. And the autos are not uh, participating. It really is the hardware company, you know, the heavy manufacturing. Emerson's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. They report this week. What Emerson has been unbelievable. And what, what do you mean? The stock performance is quite good. Yeah. I mean, look at that, David. Yeah. I know um, you flagged the reverse head and shoulders, but what I, really I, matters is the numbers could be coming up. They ha- they, the numbers are coming up. And don't forget, they've, um, they've been in a conversation with D.E. Shaw. Well, right, how's that maybe a bit. I think they're making some progress in terms of, you know, the window for filing nominees closes on the 6th of November. So what is it? Is Wednesday. It, is this still the private plane issue? Is that what they're... First anniversary under new ownership. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're here tonight uh, at the New York Stock Exchange. That's uh, Ed Felsenthal doing a good job. And by the way, Jewel will be here. Oh, good. Yeah, Jewel. I'm going to meet Jewel. At the NASDAQ, uh, Northwest Bank shares holding company of Northwest Bank. And there's your Dow all-time high uh, for the first wow. time since July. On a closing basis, you got to go to the 15th, intraday the 16th. But that is a hat trick now, Jim. Yes, uh, it, yeah, it really is. A lot of Dow stocks, obviously industrial still. Uh, I, I, it's interesting Verizon was downgraded today. That's in keeping with the idea you don't want to be in, in that sector. You'd rather be in FedEx, which is really doing incredibly well, or nothing. We have not seen anything from these cyclicals that makes us feel like they should be good, except for the fact that we do believe that China is going to be uh, less of an enemy. Well, that's a big deal. Liners. That's a pretty big deal. It's been a significant break on the performance of a lot of these companies. It sure has. I mean, that, that and group, or their stocks. That group has been a total bow wow. How about Fang? How about Apple? We don't talk about Apple, by the way. Gigantic initiative. 
to help uh, in housing, worth mentioning, more than $2 billion. How about the fact that Apple like that? stock is up 63%? Well, you got China doing well. I will well. remind people that you have been consistent in saying, own it, don't, don't trade. trade. Well, the analysts And you have for a long time. Thank you, David. And anybody who listened to that, at least, is the beneficiary of a 63% gain. You're welcome. Boy, that's so nice hey, of you. every so often I got to call it like I see. I always call it like I see it. And yeah. the fact is, you've been dead right on it. Well, thank you. I mean, one of the things that I think people didn't realize is that the 11 takes unbelievable pictures at night. I was in the Eagles box. We had some people who had the five and the seven. Uh-uh. But no one, remember, Tim Cook has invented nothing. <laughs> Don't you love that? Where's Tony Saganegi? Can we get him on? He's going to call in on his 11. He can FaceTime, and it looks like real TV. Wait, David, 5G. And this? Do you have the credit card? How are you? Are you getting the cash back? No. I, t- I made $2.53 today. Done that. Actually, my son brought in his case, which had broken, and they said they were going to re- replace it, and they no, then gave him that. a hard time. Just gave him. Just by then the he had to go to, like, the, you got to go to the Genius Bar and get an appointment, and they don't yeah. want to give you... I mean, come on, guys. I'd rather have a beer at the Genius Bar. Did you, uh, did you, 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 just the way to get the new phone is extraordinary. When you go, yeah. you have to go to the Brooklyn store. You have to go to the Brooklyn store. It's got, it's got game, man. Does it? It's really nice. But from here, Jim, with a 63% gain, now granted, remember, it, was it way took a dead. significant fall in December it last year. They pre-announced. Um, they pre-announced, but... Still, does it have more room to go for the next few couple of months? If it's more of a consumer product, it sure does. David, it's at 19 times earnings. We got a lot of stuff that sells at 21, 22 times earnings that doesn't deserve it. I Once again, I want to mention that, that housing initiative just because when you're out in San Francisco, like my daughter's in healthcare. She went to look for an apartment. She got looking at the studio. She thought that the price per month was the price per year. I mean, they got to do something. And I salute Apple for yeah. doing something. Tim Cook just tweeted a few moments ago, uh, says, before the world knew the name Silicon Valley, Apple called this place home. Uh, there's a link to this initiative, which, by the way, uh, helps, for starters, people who are first responders, teachers, yes. afford homes, because it is impossible a in that you know, look, she went to teach in San Francisco. She's teaching in Spain. Her first choice was San Francisco until she realized, as a teacher, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of laughable. It's, no, it's a, it, it, this is a true national emergency. Thank you. Homelessness slash housing. Are you ever Because right? it's not just there. It's every city. It's small cities. It's, it's, it's all over no, this country. I know. Um, it's really, we don't talk about it enough. The numbers are astounding. People, people who want to give themselves to something and, and aren't paid the way that you're paid as a lawyer or a doctor, uh, well, you got to live in the, you got to live pretty far. Yeah. Pretty far away from the school district that you're in a lot of times. How about Europe being on fire today? Why? Look at that. Yeah, I know. I think Europe's being linked Deservedly to so. I'm nothing well, in Brexit today. And there is, um, they need, look at Ferrari. I well, think that's a good benefit. You know. There's this also underlying current uh, arguing that if the dollar is truly headed That's for really lower levels, global money managers are going to be interested in reallocation. I thought about it this weekend for uh, my action alerts for the club when Santander, I felt Santander is like a great option. And a boutique, 10% yield, could be in script. So what's, but what's the more powerful dynamic, that sort of cross-border allocation story or the fact that a weaker dollar will help exporters? I think this weaker dollar is such a big story because, you know, look, Apple, the, the very matter of fact, as everybody says, okay, so we left a billion on the table, but the, 
a billion dollars. Still matters, David. A billion. I mean, no, there's there's 50 hedge funds that have houses near me. That I mean, they have to take the they have to raise the table because of global war. Oh, global warming doesn't exist. Sorry, it's caused by methane from cows. That's why we like Beyond Meat. Uh, I do think that a billion is just the new normal for when you do international business. You know, these consumer packaged goods stories like Procter. So they have a, by the way, Procter does a tutorial about the dollar periodically and how bad it is that it's strong. Carl, you're so right. It would really be unbelievable for U.S. manufacturing. President not tweeting about it. I don't know why. Should be tweeting about that. How about oil? Uh, part of this Stiefel cyclical call is that oil goes to 80 in six months. I know, and that you're starting to see like a stock like BP, which my trust owns, which has been a complete disaster, actually picking up. What a good time to do the, maybe it's a better time to do the Aramco deal than I thought. Uh, Chevron had be, a good quarter. Nobody yeah, cared. Well, Aramco's it wasn't good. I'm sorry. Exxon. Exxon a good quarter. My bad. Chevron quarter was not so good. Where How's Oxy doing? I don't know. Not good. good. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't really see. Do they know? Maybe she'll join us at some point. Oh, you we think can discuss so? It. No, I don't actually. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but uh, Aramco is going to be interesting. As between Steve Remember, don't forget, joining Aramco us is going to be listing just in Saudi Arabia initially. So it's going to be a local list. Very good point. And the question is, will it come in anywhere near their original hopes, or will it be less than the one and a half trillion? It still will be the most valuable company in the world, unless Apple yeah. moves up by a few hundred billion in, yeah, that's in the hard. near term. That'll be tough. That will be tough. Yeah. What happened to Microsoft? Still, still, it's still doing pretty well. Microsoft's doing pretty well. 42% gain this year. It's 1.1 trillion, 100 billion, but being eclipsed by Apple in the market cap race. Is is it getting old hat, these new highs, David? Is it old hat? Old hat. The new highs are old hat. Like we're done with it? What, we're, that's it? We're Boy, the tired of it? Would the president not else, hate that? What else have you done for me lately? Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Give me a new story, will you? <laughs> you know, I mean, give me something involving uh, Baltimore. Hey, you know what? It's an interesting contrast. <laughs> Two plays. Baltimore. Talking so Listen much to me. Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Winners over the Pats. Baltimore Under Armour. Loser. Ravens Under Armour. Ravens Under Armour. Youngest player to beaten a Bill Belichick team. Youngest player in history was, uh, to have really? beaten a Bill Belichick coach team. Is he the last quarterback taken in that draft last year? Of, the, of that, yeah, of that, that great group? class? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mono Man Saved was taken ahead last. of him. So was Sam Darnold. That's what, no, he's Mono Man. That's oh, he's joke. Mono Man. Sorry. No, right. He had the, uh, mononucleosis. I had it once, but it was because of drinking. Sorry. <laughs> and then, and then the, yeah, the guy in the old was taking number one. Yes. You know, I let, let a different life. Have a checkered pack. I got Mr. Clean. Um, we got speak. a couple of deals this morning, guys, worthy at least of a mention. What, do you got the right medical? I got the right medical deal, Thirty seventy-five a share. That's Stryker buying that. Right medical is a leader in upper extremity portfolio. Right. right, so I'll help you. David, remember, it's a podcast. You can't just do that anymore. I'll help you with the up. up. And also, by the way, they have lower extremity in biologics. They'll complement the portfolio at Stryker and strengthen the company's position in what they call a high-growth segment. But you can see, right, medical shares up sharply. Uh, again, 30.75. Stock was 20 bucks not very long ago. Um, it is a enterprise value of $5.4 billion, about a $4 billion deal. On the equity, it is all cash. They expect it to close second half of next year. And then we have a kind of a merger of equals in the banking uh, sector. 
uh, First Horizon National and Iberia Bank getting together in what they're calling an MOE, although if you're an Iberia Bank holder, you're getting 4.584 shares, you're going to own 44% of the combination. It's Byron Jordan. It's really First Horizon. He's done a remarkable job, Tennessee-based. He's where all the action is. Like when Alliance Bernstein moves to Nashville, I mean, it's really rather extraordinary. You've got Byron Jordan just running a great bank. He's just fantastic. He doesn't seek any limelight. Amazing CEO. First Horizon goes higher on this. Uh, it will be one of the top 25 banks in the U.S. in deposits with about uh, $57 billion in deposits. That is when this deal closes. $55 billion in loans, $75 billion in assets. And very, so, you know, they cleaned up the there balance There is consolidation sheet. taking place sort of in that yeah. second level down. Nashville, the big guys camp. Nashville, hottest city in the country, perhaps. Right, between, and right, right Amazon. Uh, oh, this is my friend David Akers, who's uh, old number two kicker from the uh, Eagles who moved down there. I was with him yesterday. I mean, it's just extraordinary what's going on down there. This is where people are fle- uh, our companies are fleeing to in the New York area. You see the comments oh. Jamie Dimon's made about Texas, how it one day may house more JPM employees than any other city, yeah. any other state. It's a very tough time for New York in part how about New and Jersey? This, in the area because of the lack of the ability to deduct the state and local income taxes, which are higher. That tax bill could you know, really, over the years, spell doom for me. That was a very Republican, reason. smart move. Right. These were Repu- Democratic states are the ones that are hurt. Yeah, it was stuff. penalizing the blue states. Very, it was very uh, smart. We're gonna, uh, Wilfred Frost will talk to Diamond tomorrow oh. at 1030 a.m. Eastern Time. I tried to get that interview, but, you know, Wilf. Just <laughs> always angry. Yeah, the, the guy who covers the beat. Yeah, sharp elbows, Wilf. <laughs> Went to London to get it. I debated going to London, but it was the Jaguars this weekend. Very Minshew. Not Total no show. I was just going to hang there and just kind of, what you know, just kind of weasel in on Wilf's interview, but I decided, you know what, I'll stay here and get some well, other people. How about uh, maybe you can get Buffett and talk about this cash balance of $128 billion plus? Got to get Becky on that because, boy, do they have more money than they know what to do with. They could buy. I mean, is this the time that they should be looking at Sky at Southwest Air? I don't know. I know they already did that. I've made, did that I made this point in the past that if you were to just set this up as an unknown company with 128 billion in cash that they haven't been using, yeah. uh, and uh, a succession plan rest. that's not in place for an octogenarian CEO and a lack of performance over the last 10 years versus the S and P, you might say, God, that sounds like it's worthwhile for an activist to take a look. That will not happen here. No, it will not. No. Because but you're so right. It's all not that they the, haven't taken a look, and Ackman's in there, but he's not going to do it. Hey, by the way, how about the fact that he got into Apple? A lot of people thought he didn't know how to do tech. He, sa- he went to Dairy Queen, he saw everybody had one of these, he bought Apple. Yeah. Well, of course, he did work beyond that. It's been a good It's been, a good it's been an unbelievable stock. There are almost up, I guess, a little bit um, points. Guys, Uber's going to report after the close. Yeah, what do you make of it? watching it since the open. It opened up, but it's now down over 3%. We'll see what the numbers look like from, uh, from the company. It's what... Second or third report now as a public company? Uh, uh, maybe it's second, right? Last, I mean, last quarter, of course, they took that enormous charge. I think it was, what, $3.9 billion that was associated with the compensation yeah. from the IPO. This time it's going to be a bit cleaner, but there will be right. losses. And the question is, what's the revenue growth rate going to look like? How large are the losses going to be? Great question. What are we going to hear from uh, Mr. Khosra Shahi? Will he talk uh, also about? Also, got a lockup. What Wednesday? I think. Oh right? my! And it's the Expiring. Biggest, the number of shares coming. Yeah. It's a just kind of totally suboptimal situation. But, but what do you make of though of the obvious argument that the cash balance at Berkshire uh, means there's nothing to buy? That bargains are scarce. You know, I is thought too, about that. Is it too simplistic? I think there's also antitrust is running rampant now. I mean, it's no longer you can just 
between China, which can veto deals, yes. antitrust. It's not just, you can't just go out there and buy somebody. Right. You know, you might look, let's see, does something aerospace. Well, they got precision cast parts. Let's do something transport. Well, they got Burlington Northern. So, I mean, you, you have to really dig down, maybe buy a housing company. Look, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but. No, but it know, also does come company. back to the idea that he, he likes, to, listen, he likes to take a, a particular situation where Most. he's going to get the price that he wants to right. pay. And management's going to come on board, and they're going to, they like the fact that he doesn't bother them to a large extent, right? They're just a portfolio company. You're Precision right. Cast Parts is a perfect example. You're absolutely do their right. thing. But, that, but what a good it's time. tough to find those. Really hard to find. If you're and, and I just don't know what he, sh- what he should do. But look, he obviously doesn't know what to do, or else he would be doing it. But they're just a, a, the kind of mergers that I'm seeing done are niche mergers. Right now, there's right? some smaller stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Mishner, you know, or defense where you don't have to worry about Chinese. Yeah, that's true. Although maybe that picture gets easier now. We'll, we'll find out. That's wow, a, wouldn't that be question. something if we really have a Apocom and Terrace with the Chinese? I mean, Peter Navarro must be upset, don't you think? Well, you would know better than Why would I know? anyone on planet Earth. Why, why would yes. I know? Why would you know? How's your phone there? You want to check anything come in recently? No. It's just my wife about our dog. Uh, with all that, 3082, let's get to Bob Asani. Good morning, Bob. And uh, that's a new uh, new high here for the uh, S&P and the Dow. And this is a decisive breakout. Friday may have been a very, very important day. I just want to show you the S&P 500. Because remember the old high, 3025, that was back in July. And the important thing is we're now 1%, more than 1% above that. And we're getting in the area what I call a decisive breakout. And the important thing is we're seeing breakouts in sectors that are important, cyclical sectors that people want into. So take a look today. New highs. This is not just the Dow and the S&P. These are sectors. The industrials, tech. Two classic cyclicals, communication services, uh, because we're seeing media doing well, financials new high, and there's Europe. EFA is the ETF for that. This is European stock market, also 52-week high. So these are significant breakouts that we're starting to see. I think the important thing is we've dodged a bit of a bullet. Remember, September and October, they were supposed to be lousy months. Below expectations always, usually loser months. September's up almost 2%. October was up 2%. So all of the uh, historical patterns really didn't hold, uh, and that's certainly been the reason that we're hitting new highs right now here. So why are we hitting new highs? You know about the trade optimism. You know about the Fed being generally supportive of the market overall. Uh, but I think the important thing was Friday, better economic data, not just the U.S., but in Europe as well as China. And that may have to start changing people's attitudes about earnings in 2020. Remember, the motif here has been, oh, earnings estimates are too high, 10 percent for 2020. They have to come down. The market's been sort of working on flat to maybe up mid-single digits. But wait a minute. If the economic data stabilizes, or heaven, uh, it goes up a bit higher than expectations, well, all of that could be wrong. And that means the market may not be too high priced. That means things may be better. So people are starting to wonder what what exactly that data is that we've gotten on Friday, particularly in Europe and China. And the question now is, are we going to see... efforts to or ability to have that continue the strong economic data that's the question right now uh, for the markets the big issue of course is december everybody's afraid of december last year and what happened i just want to point out again we've been saying this for several weeks now here november was the number two month historically it's up two out of three times the start of the best six month period so the seasonal patterns are on our side as for that december last year it's true we were down what 16 or 17 percent put up the s&p 500 from the high the high was in october of last year all the way down 
there we are. Uh, that's about 16% decline overall. And the important thing here is it's different this time. Fed was in a hiking mode last year. The data, economic data, was generally moving to the downside. It seems to be a little more stable right now. And earnings were thought to be way, way too high at that time. So a little bit different mindset now than there was last year. Finally, on the IPO front, not a lot going on, but we've got eight or nine of them this week, small ones, but one really big one. This may be the biggest Canadian IPO ever. Big company called GFL Environmental here on Thursday, recycling waste management. And uh, this, look at this, this could be $2 billion. Uh, here. We'll keep an eye on that. Again, good year for IPOs. Not a record, but still a pretty good year. Keep an eye on all that. Wait for sector breakouts. Guys, back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks. See you in a bit. Let's get to the bond pitch this morning. Rick Santelli at the CME. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, Friday was the first day of the new month. Thursday was the end of a month, and markets were a bit messy. Many of my sources said, ah, there's a lot of end of the month here, especially exaggerated on the bond side. Well, we had a good number on Friday, and really, today's the day back where we've now seen Fed meeting, we've seen the biggest data point in the month in the form of jobs, and here we are in November, and the equity markets are strong. There's a lot of variables, trade is one of them, and talk about how it's progressing with China in phase one, but no matter how you slice it, that has really had an outsized effect on what's going on in interest rates. Look at a two-day of twos. They're up four basis points. As a matter of fact, we're up four and twos. We're up five and fives, six and sevens. We're up almost eight basis points in 30s. Uh, excuse me, that was tens, not sevens in 30s. Curve is steepening. Look at an eight-day chart of 10-year note yields. We popped last week above the 180 level. We lost it as we went into Fed and jobs numbers. And here we are coming right back up to it. Important psychological level to be sure. But here's the level most traders are looking at. Start the chart in mid-August at 190 close. Many traders believe it's not only a psychological past top, but it's also a big trend line uh, that many traders are paying close attention. Finally, in one week of boons, they're at minus 36. A week ago, they were at minus 33 on a close. That's the cycle best since their all-time minus 71 close. Finally, a one week of the dollar index. It is finally up a day, as you can see on this chart. It really has had a rough time and lost a lot of technical upside momentum. Carl David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you. So record highs for the Dow, the S&P and the NASDAQ, S&P 3082. As uh, breath looks good today, uh, a lot of news and a busy week ahead with media earnings and more. Don't go anywhere. There's a look at markets today. Uh, All-time highs for the Dow, S&P, and the NASDAQ. As earnings season rolls on with Marriott tonight, Shake Shack, and Uber, we'll get stopped trading with Jim in just a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. A lot of people talking about Huawei and whether they're going to start doing business with them. The one that is most levered uh, is Xilinx. Uh, second would be Marvell. Uh, you could argue that, of course, Skyworks, which is a terrific, terrific stock. And then Corville had a really great quarter. So be aware that Xilinx is what people are playing. That's why it's up. Uh, I think it's a very big deal if we start doing business with Huawei. They are such a huge customer for everybody. doesn't sound like you're really fading this, this rally. Overall. No, I can't fade it because the president seems to be in a very good mood. Um, just seems, when I say that, he's not lobbing bombs. I don't think anything's changed, but he just seems to be... Um, I say content with how things are going. It's very, very interesting that he's just kind of in a good, you know, good frame. 
Uh, Ex-impeachment inquiry? Yes, I yeah, think that's probably true. I mean, geez, so you, there's no name-calling when it comes to the Chinese. Yeah. Maybe a little preoccupied with Washington. Certainly big, right? Probably a little preoccupied. Jim, what's tonight? Okay, we have one of my favorite companies that nobody knows. It's called J2 Global, and that's Vivek Shaw who runs it. This is a, 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 a communications company that has just been extraordinary. And then Ojo, Max Smith, I think this scooter story, if we didn't live in New York, is huge. And so we're going to scooter. I will not ride on a scooter because it's too dangerous for me. They go 15 miles an hour, um, which is just, which is slower than Tyreek Hill, by the way. It's the last thing we need in New York is yeah. scooters. Yeah, scooters. Keep those away. But the Ojo apparently is the premier. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. 